0: Hello? Hello? Mic check? Mic check? Hold on, I'm getting it all clear from the studio. Are your volume
1: Volume levels all set, listener? Alright, After The Whistle is long. Hello and welcome to another episode of After The Whistle. My name is K.O. and I'm here with my compatriots to discuss sports and every single thing around it. And we have just finished witnessing, dare I call it the thrashing, but like something remarkable with Leon knocking City out of the the quarterfinals of the UEFA Champions League. But yes, I'm joined today with Smiley. Smiley, what's good?
2: Charlie, bro, a do, or do. <laughs> cra- crack himself. Well, what they do? <laughs>
1: I'm ready. <laughs> Mr. Kawawa has has decided to yeah. grace
3: us this evening. Charlie, Charlie, what's, oh, what,
1: what's, what's good, brothers? How are you feeling this evening?
3: Um, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> 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 crack the agenda must <laughs> fucking agenda. Oh, oh, oh. It, it has
0: to fucking come
1: on. My God. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what a night Smiley, how did you were you able to catch the game?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie. I was I, I actually I was actually tipping Leon to win because you know the last two times you've met Leon was Leon actually gives City a lot of trouble. They beat them once. In the group stages, I think that was a year or two years ago or something. So I knew they were capable of something. So actually, big ups. Yeah,
1: it was, a, it was it was a good game to watch, and uh, that means that we have the final four teams uh, laid out for the Champions League with Bayern, PSG, RB Leipzig, and Olympique Lyon. But you know, I think we all have to start with these past two days as to how. Do, do we call it a murder? What, what, what Bayern absolutely did to Barcelona was just. It was lovely to watch, but, you know, I'm sure I feel for the fans who had to witness that. I mean, I, I think I saw a video online about a kid who saw, who tasted defeat, <laughs> who saw his goat <laughs> crying. And you could see that the kid was gone. Could even talk to his family members. I'm like, hey, football. Football. It, it was a, bloody a a proper thrashing bloody like bloody like, fucking hell
2: the kind of the kind of beating that you don't have any excuses you you can't blame the referee you can't blame anything like you were well beaten there was one video of vidal after the sixth i think was it the seventh goal and i don't you could just see it was as if he was hyperventilating or something the guy was just BTS,
1: bts <laughs> So
2: it was beautiful to watch. Barca, Barca, have made all of us cry before, so it's good to see them in this
1: place now. But I think Liverpool fans will won't feel some type of way. They were able to put a couple goals past them. The seasons past, so they they will just feel they they will be looking at the city result today and be like, you know what, yeah, they, 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 this team can't go further than we weren't able to. So you know, oh, good good matchups all around. Good matchups all around, but. Uh, the review of the champions league we've talked about two very important games but then uh P, we also have to loud psg for two 90th minute goals you know to knock out atalanta at, at the death and you know that was just very heartbreaking to watch
3: yeah uh, yeah i i think that it was um it was heartbreaking to watch um given how Atlanta have been extremely good this season. You know, you'd have expected them to have done um, something, to have held out, you know, to, to win in that game. But knowing Atlanta and knowing how porous their defense is, I mean, I was expecting PSG to score at some point. They had looked unlucky all the game, and um, you know, in the final stages, that, that the goal just came. But I think I would say kudos to Atlanta too. They have given us some exciting football to see this season. And yeah. I think that that's, that's just how, how you know football is. Sometimes, sometimes the um, the team that plays extremely well doesn't win, and I think that's a, the that's a position that Atlanta found themselves in. For PSG, it's, it's good for them. I mean, they spent so much money in the past decade. and to be in their first final and uh, first semi-final in twenty-five years um, is extremely good for them and good for the club. Also, good for Thomas Tuchel himself and for players like Neymar and Mbappe, and and for everyone who has been a very big naysayer of Nemo's ability and Lina's, um strength to play in games. I think that this is a time that you know, he, he needs to be watched and he needs to be loaded for how good he has been over the course of this season. Yeah, and
1: uh, I think I think you also have to put it to perspective that uh, since 2005, I believe, the start which I saw, this is the first time that a Champions League semi-final does not have Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi. And it could not be a much more perfect opportunity to for Neymar and maybe any other player who has been put in that Ballon d'Or conversation over the past couple of years to actually step up. Even though there's no Ballon d'Or this year, you'll know that the people will sort of gravitate one, towards one player or the other. Yeah. So it looks like the ultimate matchup is going to be between PSG and Bayern. Not to say that nothing else can happen because this is a one-legged tie. Where a one-off match where anything can happen, like said could set up really well. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Leon Tuchel also set up really well, cause an upset, okay. and you know it could be it could go all over the place, you know. But how do you oh, teams? The because their agenda must to fucking come
0: on, bro. Oh, you see, they're relaxed because we not cut there yet. So. <laughs> I-, I won't make you people analyze it, but but with the PSG and Lesbic match, if if PSG is going to lose. It will be all down to the coach playing herrera and uh, eduza in midfield against this one atlanta was even a wrong decision from the coach and and makinos are you playing fast, three defensive minded players in the midfield just like that you you, you don't you shouldn't do that either you're going to play a 4-4-2 or 4-2-4 all-out attack or not just do it otherwise you worry PSG. Against in because Lesby, they are compact and their transition is really good and they press. So, if they are going to win that match, it is down to them. But I want Neymar to win the Champions League. I want him to win the Champions League because I've been saying that behind Ronaldo and Messi, he's the third best world player. And and, and that's what I believe. Behind them, he's the, he's the best player in the world. But he hasn't showed it over the years. So, people will slate him and say he's not a team player. he he, he, he doesn't take the
2: ball seriously and all that but i want him to win honestly right now i think neymar has moved ahead of ronaldo in the in the top players in the world right now because so you rate
1: messi above neymar
2: no i'm at the moment i rate messi above neymar and then neymar above above ronaldo so i feel like right now neymar has overtaken ronaldo in in that standing because ronaldo ronaldo is still great but he's he's lost that extra something about him in fact not just him Messi to Messi to isn't the Messi we all know but the way the gap between them and the rest was so so big even though they've lost something they're still ahead of the rest but Neymar has just slipped inside now because Charlie you see but... his, his dominance in the Atlanta game it was it was like the ball was stuck to his leg he, he was making he was doing things that I haven't seen since since Ronaldinho Cause like his dribbling is on points. His, he 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 did everything. Header passes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He but, did everything except score. And Charlie, honestly, I don't see. I don't, I, don't, I think he's moved
0: ahead. Baba Smiley, you yeah. see what you are just saying. Uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: What Neymar did isn't something we've not seen from Neymar, or we don't yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't know. But but I'm not saying a, he, he he does nothing in the French league, and we don't get to watch it week in week out. But what? It you is see, I'm not saying
2: that he's not he's doing something new. It's it's not a matter of him doing something. Oh, new. It's yeah. A matter yeah, Ronaldo dipping. No, that is so it's more of him doing on. what he, he always does. But Ronaldo what, has dipped Oh yeah, what what what, right. what what
0: what you are saying there? I, I'm not disputing. That, but I'm trying to say that if Neymar doesn't win the Champions League, they wouldn't put him ahead of Ronaldo. I'm telling you, because Ronaldo still had a number in CR. Yeah. He still did what he does, even though the goals are few But he still he was one of the best players yeah. here in terms of goals, in terms of breaking records usual Ronaldo. If Neymar yeah. doesn't win the World Yeah, uh, he the, was but the Champions League. <laughs> I don't think people in world football will put him my head of Ronaldo, trust me. Ronaldo and Messi they dip. Lewandowski
2: but as in you mean as in if he doesn't win the Champions League with PSG. Yeah, if he doesn't because win the Champions League right
0: now. Right now, no I'm saying if he doesn't he win with it with on Champions, his the, own. Yeah, with with PSG right Sorry. now, they will not cause he has the perfect opportunity now to do it. If he doesn't do it, they will still not rate him at I'm telling you like food, football wise he has the passed the
3: opportunity that has a, a devastating because
0: <laughs> oh but you have to be the best and uh, right now the best <laughs> if, trust me this with semi-finals see the first semifinals, you have Lyon. let's be the strangest day right now in the long while leon in the long while and you have only a top team in bayern Munich day. unlike the time you can have roma day bayern Barca, all in the semi so it's kind of a perfect opportunity for PSG to capitalize. I do. I do. I
1: do do you, do you think ghosts of um, inexperience could haunt them? Because you know yeah, how Tuchel you know PSG. could haunt PSG.
3: PSG. I I I think that you know right now they know that um, uh, it, it's it's a matter of they wanting it more than anybody. Yeah. Mm. And and that's what that's what it will be. Because if you're going into a game against Leipzig, you know you're superior to this La- Leipzig team. You know you have players who are who are devastating and can, uh, can, 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 be, can cause problems for Leipzig. Then you capitalize on that. And I think that a lot of what PSG will do in that game would rely on Thomas Tuchel. He has to um, put in the ghost to make sure that his team is set up and yeah. to win against Leipzig. Because Leipzig, the, the Leipzig coach is going to come out and try to play a very tactical game he's only going to try to play a game that will stifle Neymar and stifle Mbappe and so Thomas Tuchel has to also come out with a plan that will make sure that even if Neymar and Mbappe are stifled there will be someone who will still uh, uh, be in there to provide the boost for PSG and, and I think that that's that's what he needs to be looking at he needs to free up his creative players thank you the way he started the game the, the way he started the previous game wasn't the way he should have started it and I'm sure he knew after the first half, that it was it was very wrong to have played a very flat a very flat game in the first half. So he needed someone to just come out and then control the game and play and create things for them. Lima was doing that, but it, it wasn't um, it, he wasn't putting himself in the best of positions, and he couldn't have done that alone. And that's why Mbappe came and sort of changed things for them. So what he needs to do is that he, he just needs to put the players in the very right place. And sometimes you can do that though, but the team talk. How you talk to the players? What sort of psyche are you going to put in the players here? Do the players really, really want to win the Champions League this season? If they really want to do that, then I'm sure they can go past anyone, because this PSG side is capable of beating Dynamite. And th- let us not throw anything away, but Leon also going to a game with Dynamite. Leon have a very good coach in the Garcia. he might avoid Dynamite and might deploy a plan to beat them. Because back are not unbeaten. They are, they are definitely. They unbeaten. are very so open. That, yeah. you know, they are very, they are very, very very open. Agent, agent backline. Exactly. You know. So, so it's very beat up. Even the goal Suarez scored yesterday it shows just how weak that is. True. And, so, and so, and so, if PSG are going into a game, you know, possibly with Bayern, then they need to be looking at some of these things. But for Leipzig, it's going to be a difficult game. But I'm taking PSG to win. Neymar and Mbappe will be too strong.
1: Okay, so we have Kawawa who has called it for PSG to win the Champions League. <laughs> Crack. What say you, bro?
0: <laughs> as Kawawa said, that, that, that's what I said in the beginning. Tuchel, it will, all, it will all rely on you. Because if you are going to play a flat three like you did Makino's, Herrera, and this one, come on. You are not going to dominate. Because they will mark the attackers, as Kawawa said. And you need somebody from midfield to create as well. To drop in, in between the lines. Pass and help them out.
2: I actually started tipping them from from before the restarts because the way the way I was seeing things, they already have an advantage from the fact that they finished Bundesliga way before all these other teams finished. Yes. Obviously, um French League was cancelled totally. But then Bayern have played more football in the uh before out uh, with restarts. the restarts and everything. And They've had more time to adjust to this whole mindset. And in in addition to all this, I think they have the most complete team. They have the most well-balanced team. With PSG, they have sort of a weakness in the midfield. Even though um, against Atlanta, they were missing Verratti. So that was also a big factor. But that aside, I think Bayern have the most well-balanced team in defense. Even though in defense, maybe you could could say the weak link is Jerome Boateng. But besides that... Everything is solid for them. So, honestly, I don't I don't see any team beating them. PSG would probably run them close if they meet in the final, which I'm expecting to happen. I'm, I'm expecting a very high, probably like a high-scoring game, Like, but I'm expecting like a 3-1, buy and win in the final. I mean, I'm going to give but, uh, a specific scoreline, 3-1, buy and uh, win. But you're, of, you're,
0: but you're talking about weakness without mentioning Alaba. Alaba is also a weakness at the back it was just com-
1: honest. Uh, well, they shifted. They shifted. They shifted to, they shifted to yes, center course, back. Yeah. Really.
2: Honestly, I don't. I don't. I don't think Alaba because
0: Alaba. Alaba was, Alaba was covering up with his face because of Suarez. The lack of pace between Suarez without MSU. Yeah, and that
2: would actually help them too. The fact that Alaba has a lot of pace. But
0: the thing is, because against against PNG, they have the pace to match Yes, and that's why
2: even Alaba would be a positive in the defense because. To have Alaba and Alfonso Davis in the defense dealing with Mbappe's pace, it would it would go a long way to stifle to stifle them because that's the main factor trying to stop Mbappe's pace. Because you could see he was a difference maker, even though Neymar was the was the major uh, factor in the game. Even with Neymar, you still need a runner over there to open up spaces for him because you can't. Icardi yeah. wasn't making the right runs. Yeah. Nobody else was running and. At least you could also say that Di Maria, when Di Maria returns, he could also make yeah. those runs instead yeah. of, what's yeah. his name, Sarabia or whatever his name is. But yeah. They just never they
0: wait. They're just, PSG
2: tried in, in the sense that they were missing a lot of key players. Di Maria, um, Verratti, um There was also one other person they were missing. I but even though, oh, when all their players come back, they will be stronger. I think Bayern, Bayern would just be too strong to do it.
1: I mean, that, that, that was an exciting round of games, so let's come to a little bit, uh, <laughs> a little bit home, where we're looking at transfers, which have happened in uh, recent weeks. Uh, Tottenham have uh, started making moves in the transfer market by picking up uh, pierre emile Hojbeg for Southampton. And I think uh, Carl Peter Walkers went the other way, if I'm not mistaken. City. 2 have also made a couple of signings with uh, Nathan Ake and Ferran Torres, and the much more uh, <laughs> recent transfer of William becoming a free agent and joining Arsenal on a three-year deal, I believe, mm-hmm. and then taking two hundred twenty k. That
2: that Arsenal Chelsea supposed rivalry is, is, is. I don't understand how so many players keep moving in between both clubs because William is now the the eleventh player. To play for both Arsenal and Chelsea, I don't know what kind of rivalry. I can't imagine that happening with Chelsea with United and Liverpool. It's a, it's a joke, of event. Right?
1: I, I, I think the Chelsea, the the, the, the you, we all know that the London uh, rivalry between Arsenal and any other London club is mostly with Tottenham. I think with Chelsea, there's a there's a bit of relaxed rules and hatred and whatnot. But then Tottenham just can't seem to get a break from Arsenal fans, and vice versa. Anyway. So, if anything, uh, seems like a good deal. A player who Ateta wanted to sort of implement his uh style of play with regards to uh possession based, you know, not quick, not quick football, but. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, <laughs> being able to press and counter press and all that because william is a hard-working he, footballer he
2: is but i don't know arsenal's transfer strategy is, is a bit confusing I, th- I honestly thought arteta would come and change like target young players like look into the future and all that but so signing william especially after last season last season they signed david Luiz. this season they are signing william He's is 31, and this is not it's not like a one-year deal or something. He's uh, on a three-year deal. Putting him on 220k. 220k means he's going to be the highest. Is it the second or third highest player? Second highest player in the in Arsenal. No, second after,
1: after, after Mesut so Ozil. Who who has also come out to say that he will see he would run out his yeah. contract. The remainder of his it. contract. Staying. Good good for him because Ozil. He, he, he's
2: not done anything wrong. Like, he hasn't done any tantrums. He goes for training. He does everything right. So, you can't force him out like that. Let him enjoy it th- now.
1: I think we have to have a conversation uh, sometime in the future about the dynamics between player and club. Where a club feel like they can get rid of a player at any particular time that they want. And if the player has a certain, lef- certain level of power and leverage and respect and has achieved or help the club achieve some form of success, they in turn can say that, you know what, no, I'm not I'm not leaving. I'm not I'm not going to get out and play. I, I've earned the right to be at this club and earn this amount of money, which you are obliged mm-hmm. to pay me. Because in recent uh, times, we're looking at Garrett Bale, who has held out the remainder of his contract, and Ozil as well. Because he I paid a lot of money, a lot of money just to sits on the bench and coaches and clubs can't seem to come to an agreement with regards to how to handle them. Madrid has been poor on the face of things. I'm sure they have their own reasons why they in turn would not want to play Bale. And Bale too is like, you know what, I am not really. I don't really want to go anywhere. I'm just going to play golf and join <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the thing. The
2: clubs are bullies. When when they are doing it to the players, they make it seem like, yeah, the player isn't doing his part and all that. When the player turns around to do it to the club, then they start the club starts finding way to put some bad news in the press about the players to make them seem like yeah. they are
1: greedy and it, it,
2: it, it's intentional. I mean, I don't think the press just...
1: Because this is a business. This, this is not public yeah, opinion. Yeah, this is just, the, business. Their business is not run on our on public yeah. feelings or whatever. It's money which and is I being think, paid.
0: I think fans have a role to play in that. Because when we get attached to a player, and even the player wants to move for his own game, then we begin to hate him. And we begin to vilify him. You understand? So the, 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 the club also feed on that. Even though they create, create rumors and all of that, and you see the coach saying this about a player not believing in that, but sometimes when a player is good in the fans' role, they let the club know. Through, even on this uh, when they're at the stadium with their placard or they're shouting and all letting you know tweeting and all of that knowing that why is this guy not playing and all i mean ozil hasn't been terrible anytime he plays but just a couple of bad games with the money issue and the club doing that and national not doing well and fans taking on resorting and all of that it's just easy for the club to do what they are doing but i'm actually happy players have power right now and they are taking it more serious like the nba They have their own feature in their hands, like, I'm not going to go pay me off. If like pay me off, that's when I'll go. (laughs) The
3: the, the, the thing is, the thing is, when you buy a player like OZO, what do you expect? You don't expect OZO to be doing the job of Rikata. Thank thank you! You don't don't expect OZO to be running around chasing players, uh, tracking back, collecting balls and stuff. The guy is a creative player. They are shown Arsenal fans time and again that he can create goals, he, he's dedicated and everything. I, I really don't know what, Erz, what Arsenal fans want also to show, to know that he has to play or... You know, because he's, just, he's really just quiet. He's really just quiet. He has no said anything. He's, he goes for training, he does everything. But I think that the the, the idea of freezing him out, maybe if Ateta feels that it's good for him and it's, it's good for the club, fine. But nobody can force him to leave at the moment. He should just stay, run out his contracts, and then if he wants to go, um, like if if he wants to go to any other club, I'm sure there will be suitors for Özil after his asked him. Definitely. So, Definitely. I mean, it's it's really not a problem. If I was Özil, I think I would have done the same thing. I think Real do is doing the same thing. Let's all, let's all just stay in one out of contract because no matter how bad the club makes us feel, other teams will still win this, and, and that's what it is. Because to be very honest with you, if they leaves not and lose Real Madrid today, I and mean, he's he's going to get to one of those clubs that are that are. Um, and trying to make a name in Europe, yeah. and then you play, and, and and for 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 what it's worth, he's played for Real Madrid, is the biggest club in the world. He he has that on his season. Who else will not him? And that's what Ozil is also doing for himself. So I I don't see the problem here. If Arsenal think that Ozil is not good enough, so they want to seize him out of the team, yeah, so be it. But he he should he should also just stay and take his money and. Have, have a holiday. Enjoy life. That. That's just what it is. Enjoy life. That's, that's all. Because you know, like like Pat was saying, clubs usually try to put players under certain, you know, uh, certain contracts, certain binding relationships. That it, it doesn't make any sense. Because as a player, if you get bad today, the club will sell you. you know, they won't care what what happens to you. They're going to sell you. It's like what United is doing to to Jones at the moment. You, United doesn't even want to fund for Joseph's uh, 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 Serge, elite surgery, because they want, to, they want to do away with it. And, and, and that's what football is. It's a very harsh reality. So if the clubs have the power to do it, why doesn't uh, the player also have the power to do it? And, and and that's just what it should be. I mean, I think that even, even for player contracts, player contracts only changed in 1995. When, because before 1995, players could only... Um, there was nothing like a free transfer. When you stay and run out of contracts, the team will still have to sell you to another team and make money off you, even when you've run out of contracts. It was only after 1995 that things changed. And so, I think that over the years, things have changed. And players also have a voice. That's why it's true. true. Hmm. Well,
1: I want before we like move further, I wanted to go back to one thing. Arsenal Arsenal transfer strategy, it seems like they fired their... Um, is it technical director or director of football? The guy who basically brought Pepe yes. in yeah. and have launched an internal investigation <laughs> yeah. into the transfer of Nicholas Pepe at yeah. uh, uh, seventy-five million. Like, wh- wh- what, what, what? You guys' takes on that?
3: Uh, I think that I think that the Pepe transfer was um, was one of those deals that um, I thought about it a few times and it really didn't make sense to me. I like I like Pepe as a player. I think that he's he's a he's a, he's a really good prospect. But for for Arsenal to have. To have doled out £72 million to sign him was a big problem for me. And you know the thing about Arsenal signing him, I think in an installment or something like that? It was a transfer package, really. And they were so excited about yeah. claiming they had won the transfer. market. <laughs> but if the player comes and the player doesn't perform, what have you done? I think Pepe, in his very little way, has actually performed. But he has not performed to the level of a £72 million player. And that's what's worrying Arsenal at the moment. Because if you are buying a player for that much, you expect that in every game, he is in, he is attacking, he is, is accepting, he is scoring, you expect so- something close to Kevin Dubriner's statistics for a player like Pepe if you are buying him for 72 million pounds. And that's what's doing after fans head in. But for them to have sacked the guy who brought him in, a guy that you know, they were praising so much in the past nine months, it's, it's a very, very big problem. But Maybe it's a step in the right direction. Maybe Arsenal just wants to go back to the to the old times when they were, they were doing uh, proper transfers, huge business on the market and stuff. But I another mean, thing is that, as Smiley said, they signed David Lewis last year, they signed Brilliant this year. What's the next move really for Arsenal if they keep signing over 30-year-olds in the past two seasons and are giving them huge amounts of money? So I think Arsenal's transfer policy is something they really need to look up to. Because trust me, the thing about Arsenal is that they're still looking at the, the, the youth players that have come through and are thinking that these guys are going to take them to the next season. It's, it's well and good to, to be able to think that Joe Willock, Is Nelson, um, Saka, Saka, and then Odin are yeah, they're, they're looking at these guys to sort of like change the face of Arsenal and, and bring the old Arsenal back and stuff. It is all well and good. But in all of this, you also need a, a few more players who are going to and help push the Arsenal philosophy through because these these kids have known it for some time. They have played in the they've, they've stayed in the They played. They know how it and stuff. But I mean, you need you need other players who are going to come in to sort of change the mentality of them, especially a the mentality that would make Arsenal break that 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 thing that looks like a glass ceiling at the moment again. because Arsenal sort of do so well in, in ending the season. But what happens in mid-season? What happens when? When the Clans' time stamp from October all the way up until February is sort of like the very, very tough part of last season and it has always been like that for the past ten years. So who are the players who are going to come in to sort of change that philosophy? And I don't think it will be Willow. I don't think it will be Nelson or it will be inter you know, so they the need to just try to bolster their team a bit. I mean, I, 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 uh, two seasons ago, I think last season, they got in the years. He, he was good in like the first nine months of his season, and later kind on, of, I mean, he has become a bit of a mess with him. But I, I really want to know how Arsenal are going to overcome this thing that looks like a problem for them at the ground. But I don't think that the, the youth players who are coming here could be anything for them to do I
0: actually, well, what you said, that's that's all true but then what we normally slate us now for is a lack of experience because they believe they have the youth enough as you say like they have Martinelli they have Saka they have this guy they bought that they took him back on loan and they have this young Brazilian centre-back that they also have and if you watch Pablo Mari
1: Saliba too is also yeah, coming in. you
0: understand yes yeah, Saliba is also coming so they have a couple of young players that they they are looking at with Gonduzi even though he has lost for he's still the Torreira too is not is not an old guy is a young chap you understand they believe that they have enough so they want to mix it with experienced players who have done that because sometimes the mental block is an experienced player taking the mantle on and doing something different in the game when the young players are just following the plan of the coach. sometimes you just need that difference maker but, and, that's uh, not, uh, 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 and, and with william with william somebody like william yes william played for a contract that's what i believe his last power at chelsea he was playing for a contract because it was a different way than what we've seen in the beginning of the season to the middle yes he was playing to get a new contract uh, uh, like a new deal out of chelsea to a different club and arsenal has fallen for that as to whether he will turn up or not we don't know because you no know, brazilians are some way and we are <laughs> seeing with louis but Luis is picking up but i believe with that because they want to mix it with a couple of old older players to to mix it up and also um like <laughs> this, this Arsenal team, this Arsenal team, when you look at it, Ateta is trying to create an identity. You know, sometimes you set out you set out the team to play, but then you need experienced players you know, to push it on to be leaders yeah. on the pitch. Because yeah. yeah. when you look at Obamayan, yeah. sometimes he's the captain but he doesn't inspire much unless he scores a goal. You look at Lacazette, like, he's not a leader. David Luiz that is supposed to be a leader is also conceding all goals and being shit all over. You have yes, socrates man. who can't even stay in the team. Man. That would be, and yeah. you have uh, this uh, yeah. uh, um, left back. What's his name? The Colasnatch. Who can? Who can even play? You understand? So they need more leaders with, and it comes with the age and experience. Because Edin ketia is a good chap. Yeah. And, 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 and and William is. And William is yeah. yeah, William <laughs> is not a leader, but at least they are trying. You <laughs> oh no but it's true you, you understand but you can say william is not a vocal leader but his performance sometimes in some big matches also will let you know that mm, this guy is trying this guy is doing it. but when it doesn't go on well for lacazette he's useless in the game and he's quiet he wouldn't talk or bemeyang would not inspire them and just see them and so sometimes i think like ateta is trying to get a, a couple <laughs> of this but i i don't believe ateta is in control of the uh, signing at Arsenal, like you can see, they are even still trying to figure out. Things. But with the paper signing, me the way the bill went, where they are supposed to pay ten million every year, I I suspected or something because it didn't make sense. How are you going to sign a player for that price and the breakdown is spread over like ten years? It hey, doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all, and I'm not surprised that something has come out of it where there is I an mean, investigation. But he didn't quit while he was at.
2: He, oh, you are he sacked. <laughs> he, he, don't you just get up and question like that <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I I don't know. Maybe when the investigation started, uh, and it was too late. Oh, they they, they sacked him. They uh, sacked <laughs> him within twenty-four
2: <laughs> hours <laughs> of the investigation.
0: But <laughs> 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 well, when the investigation started, I knew that mm, there was a foul play somewhere, mm-hmm. and I believe what is going on, because that deal didn't make sense with the way they agreed on spreading the money across over years. I got see how we are even struggling to buy something. Imagine me. <laughs> What? i beg i
1: beg i beg i beg I beg. no sanctuary uh, keep your sanctuary no. <laughs> keep your sanctuary <laughs> san-
0: oh, no, uh, uh, no i'm trying to say like if you see the daily is saying that they, they won 90 million guarantee you understand that if if you take him on loan you still have to sign that you are paying for 19 million nobody is going to take this pepe deal 10 million 10 million over the course of seven eight years why <laughs> like why
3: hmm.
1: uh, all right, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. All right, moving on to the main topic for today, given that, you know, uh, matches have been played and uh, Lyon have picked their place in the Champions League semi-final, The team which they beat to sort of uh, proceed, being Juventus, have made a managerial change uh, by firing Sarri, who won the Scudetto for them this season. And have replaced him with a club legend uh, in the in the making of Andrea Pirlo. Now, Pirlo, as I understood it, only joined Juventus as a coach for the under-23s sometime this season. Only just finished completing his badges. And I don't think I've played much more than 10 games for the under twenty-three. So, we re- really don't even know what type of coach that he is. But this is definitely becoming a trend where you have... Uh, legends or former players coming back to their clubs and then taking managerial positions, but then you have this current trend right now that they have been given the top positions instead of growing, uh, growing within the game, growing within the club, and then sort of getting to that position. The right, there dare I say, the right way, because there's no right way when it comes to managerial appointments anymore. But, like, what, what are you guys taking on it? Because in recent time, we've seen Atata come back, take on Arsenal, Lampard, Ole, um, even Zidane. But then Zidane had, you know, done some considerable work with the Segunda uh, team of Real Madrid. Well,
2: um... <laughs> <laughs> the silence is the challenge.
1: No, my back is... <laughs>
2: Honestly, um, let me see. Even Zidane, even though, he, like you said, he, he had done some considerable work, he was still their B team. So even, I think, even Ole had more experience in management than Zidane because Ole has been managing a big uh, like...
1: Hey, yeah. hey, hey, he managed the prim- he managed the top division uh, club in Mordi. Yeah, even that's what I'm he, saying. Because he, man-
2: he, he managed uh, yeah, uh, so- Mordi for about five years. He managed Cardiff in between. So even he had more experience at the top. But it's, it's definitely, I don't know, it's like everybody's trying to find the next pep. Because that, that's, that's what is happening. Everybody's trying to find the next pep. If pep parting happened, I don't think. It, this would be happening so regularly, and it's hap- for me. It's happening way too regularly, and it's 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 it's, it's like they are they are.
1: Um... What what is the next Pep? Because uh you have Pep who was blessed to be uh, to be uh, exposed to a young Leo Messi, an experienced Xavi and Iniesta, and you know an experienced Puyol. Like he was, he he walked into that team and was able to. Put his imprint on them. It worked for a number of years, but it hasn't really been the same since he left that club. So I don't even want to use Pep as like the yardstick because coaches have done their jobs and have been able to succeed. The most recent success story you can pin it to is uh, Jürgen Klopp, who started at Mines, went to Dortmund, won at one has come to Liverpool, has won at Liverpool. Jose served to some extent, but then it's a natural rise and fall type of thing, Easy. where like you've seen these coaches who have actually done their or collected their badges, have sort of worked their way to top clubs, have achieved some level of success there, and you know are sort of riding the wave after uh, after how their careers are going. So this current trend where uh, former players have come to come and sort of take over their uh, for their former clubs, you know, I think it's a natural thing. But at the same time, too, because the current uh, trend of football or the current way that football runs, you know, you don't really give a coach that much time to sort of put his imprint on the team and then you know work his magic or produce tactics or put his identity, or whatever way you want to use it. So it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't really help them develop. I feel like sometime down the line, yeah, you know, it, it could be diluted and, you know, the quality might not even be there anymore.
2: You see, if, if they were going through the right channels, it, it would make more sense, like, if they were getting the work done. Because, like you said with Klopp, he started with mines, who he also paid for. And then he worked his way up all the way through Dortmund to Liverpool. You see, um, Lampard, for example, he spent one season at Derby County. And then straight to Chelsea. And even with Derby County, if you analyze what he did over there, on the face of it, he looks like it looks like yeah, he achieved. but he got um he got fewer points than his predecessor. He lost in the playoffs, and then suddenly he's on to Chelsea. You take um someone like Arteta. Arteta was Man city's assistant manager straight up to um, Arsenal, and that one I'm sure is because they feel like he was under pep. So he learned, he learned a lot, from, learned Pep, a lot yeah. from Pep. Only, for example, only he got the job by mistake. He came in as <laughs> he came in on internship. He just came, he just came to hold the fort. He did well by mistake, and <laughs> suddenly he's there. So, so it's like, um, I, I honestly feel like it's it's not, it's not the best thing in the long term because I feel like the standard it might be bringing the standard of the standard of coaching. You can't say that people are bypassing all due process and still maintaining the same standard. Because when you look back like 10 years and you see the managers who are managing the top teams and you come to the managers the managers in their positions now, look at the top six right now. All like you have Arteta, you have Ole, you have a washed up Mourinho. It's like it's really Klopp and...
1: A front, a front <laughs> and
2: Pep. Pep, Pep yeah. Obviously, he's not doing as well should, as as well as he should be doing. But at least you know that he is a bona fide uh, top man.
0: Oh, yeah, fraud, Santoma. But <laughs> but yeah,
2: like I feel like the all round quality in uh, uh, at the top level, it might be it might be suffering from all this sentimentality that the teams are going through and, and trying to bring in their old boys and revive the love day and all those kind of things.
0: <laughs> One of our own, but
3: yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm not a fan of it I don't know I, I don't know I, I am not at all in as as, yeah, in as much as i'm I'm not a fan of it um I don't know, but it, it looks like the 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 world or i mean the, the whole football world is just getting to a stage where we are accepting um much more younger coaches and giving them an opportunity so if you you can give a younger coach an opportunity and someone who has played for your club. Is, is young enough to, to come back and coach the club and in, in every sense of the word sort of knows the club then by which you give them the opportunity so i think that that's what the the clubs are looking at but i mean nobody's going to employ some 60 year old or some um 55 year old like they were doing 80s. i think that this is the trend that's going to take maybe for a while and then we'll see how far
0: but then again when you look at the world of football how many quality coaches are out there most of it the old like, coaches what, under
1: forty or over over forty. No, even
0: over forty. Most of the old coaches are washed. Like their ideas are different. Right now, there's a new wave that is coming. GKT, yeah, you get it? Yeah, because when you, you study the trend, the style of play and everything is moving with new, if, even when you, it's, if, it's even in the NBA, I can make reference to that. Most of the older coaches everywhere they are phasing out. Their ideas and way of motivating players and everything is different. And if you study the kind of players these clubs are bringing, they are bringing proper legends. They are pushing proper legends that have the respect of the players. And if their ideas click a bit, they can create magic. Look at Zidane. Zidane didn't win. Look at Zidane. Zidane just came in. He was an assistant to Antelotti. Antelotti moves on. They weren't performing. After their first year, they won the Champions League. The, the season after that, the results were really going around, uh, right. They moved a lot. You on Zidane. Zidane that really didn't come with any technical needs. He just put the right players in the right position, motivated them. They won the Champions League in half season, and the following season they followed with uh, um, they followed with uh, the La Liga, and he, and he pushed and he trusted the youth more. But that it, it was just. It's
3: all... But 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 yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a proper legend. I mean, the, the proper legends, the proper United <laughs> legends. Are the
0: oh, they they they, 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 they nobody. All they do is criticise, and when they get him, they can't do yeah, anything. Gary, they I don't. Gary, nobody, I don't even want to hear anything from that guy. So I don't even rate him as a proper legend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but there there are some young coaches there who are sort of making their mark uh, in world football right now top most being uh, Julian Nagelsmann who has uh, taken Leipzig or oh, he started He started, where was he Hoffenheim I mean, yeah. or yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah before he got the Leipzig job and you know has lost a player in Werner but was able to guide I mean push Bayern a bit in the yeah. league and has been able to take Leipzig to the semi-finals of the mm-hmm. Champions League so there is some hope that, you know, there are coaches who are paying their dues and are able to sort of rise up in the ranks. Mm-hmm. But then that that trend where a coach stays at one place for a long time to sort of make his mark before he sort of moves on. And even, not even move on because it really happens that the club will have to reach a decision where it's like, OK, fine, we don't want you to be there anymore, which has happened to Eddie Howe. Because came back, has came back to the club as a former player, has taken the club from third division or fourth division all the way to the Premier League, over saw them being relegated, and then uh, you know the club decided that you know what. Uh, we feel like we have to make a change right now. Yeah, I, plan- I, think,
0: I, think, I think it was more of his decision for the beginning before he came to an agreement with the club. Because he, he I was reading that he was the one saying that he was taking a break from football where he needed time off. Like, he just couldn't, I don't think he was in a mental space to coach in the, cha- uh, the championship and bring them back. So it was kind of a, straight, a straightforward decision. decision it is it is, it is, called, <laughs> it is called disgrace. that is our uh, that's true but but yeah, it's but you, you were you were talking about uh and the coaches like talking about uh, this lesbian coach and all of that see how basa brought um Fleck.
1: Fleck. Of, uh, Bas, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Barcelona brought yeah. setien from was it real betis right? yeah. look at the kind yeah. of ball they were playing at real betis they were good you bring that experienced coach and his ideas into Barcelona Look At what turned out, so it's not really with these old coaches, experienced coaches. I think it's not working for a lot of and the, all these and things, they are also low risk because low low cost, you don't really pay them that much. So, is there a risk, Granted, right? Class, right, right, yeah. There, there is a risk some clubs are willing to take that I can pay. If it doesn't go well, I'll be looking for other coaches in that regard. But if it goes so well, hey, I have something on my hand, it doesn't I, I think, I think
1: I think, well, I think, I think, if anything, crowd, we might have cracked it because you would have a club which. It's playing a shit ton of money to players, but you know the coach might not necessarily be taking that much because they have to prove themselves. Because if anything, Madrid might be the only place because when Zidane came, he was a low risk and achieved quite a remarkable feats by winning yeah. the three peats and two La Ligas and one. So he might be on the higher end of the wage spectrum. But then the other clubs, sort of like United and Ole and the Uv in.
0: But we are even seeing
1: uh, no. it with the Bayern well. yeah, coach as well. Yeah, uh, the Bayern coach as well. I think he was an assistant. Yeah,
0: he, he was. was an
1: assistant to um, the German national team coach. Or... Yeah, no, not the he
0: German was... national team. The, the, this guy. The German. Was yeah, it? Yeah, the... he... Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm talking about the Bayern coach that was sacked recently. Um,
1: Kovac. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Kovac, yeah. Kovac. 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 Yeah. He was, he was with Mainz or. Um... In Frankfurt. No, no, Kovac was, was in. Frankfurt, Frankfurt Frankfurt, yeah, Frankfurt, Frankfurt. He actually won there. Yeah
2: german cup but honestly i think um this whole thing is a feast that dude eventually it took they'll get out of it eventually because it's like you see one team doing it you want to try it and it's sort of a way of we are in a period where almost every team was frustrated with their like the fans of every team were frustrated with their clubs things weren't going well like for all the teams doing this if you look at chelsea you look at united you look at arsenal all the teams doing these things they were they are sort of in a space where they are frustrated so this is sort of a way of giving the club back to the fans when you give the club yeah. to an old player a former player what the that, club is about who knows yeah,
1: the club all those things you
2: follow the dna of the team and all those things
1: robust robust <laughs> he, the, 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 he didn't like that word, <laughs> <he> didn't. <laughs>
0: yeah. but, but i like what smiley said about it being a phase in which will pass because even if you watch the style of play of Hugo right now everybody's moving for that basa dominant style of play with Pep, Bob people are going back to the direct pressing play where they are believing in wingers again. If you study their yeah, style, that is coming. You know the possession, white place, and the possession plays. Yeah, out as well. too
2: much party because it becomes very predictable after a while, and you, yeah, you can see yeah. that with um, with City, with Barca, it lasted a bit longer because you have Messi, and when you have Messi, it, it, like he's like a cheese. Yeah, you Iniesta, Yeah, yeah.
0: You can, you can for a But while. when you have so, so
2: when you when you're playing that particular style of play, I feel like you need one very exceptional player. Like I feel like right now in City's team, even though they've become quite a bit predictable, if they had a player like Neymar who could do some magic out of the blue, that, that's would That's still it. be There be more dominance than they are now.
0: Ma- Mares, Mares was supposed to be that kind
2: of player. So it. when it comes down to it, yeah, in football, the well. the most difficult thing to defend against against is speed. And you are seeing that that's what everybody's going back to now. Everybody's trying to get uh, a nice front three, fast players, direct, direct play, direct play When it comes down to uh, it, that's the most difficult f- type of football to defend against.
1: Well, we have a very packed season which will be coming up uh, sometime in the, ne- in the next couple of weeks, leading all the way into next year because uh, the new football calendar has come out. Uh, EFL. And FA Cup have sort of reworked the competition by removing uh, double leg ties, removing replays. You know, everyone's just really playing a one-off match to sort of catch up to next year so the Euros can take place and World Cup can also take place as well. I don't even know how that one's going to take place, but shall we? We'll see how these coaches will take on that pressure of playing game after game after game after game after game. I'm sure the fans will will love nothing but that. Uh, Yeah, we're here for it. Now we're going on to the next segment with the uh, hot takes, brought to us by Kentucky, Kentucky you. hot takes.
0: We'll take you, <laughs> a,
1: a shout out, shout out to our listenership and our Twitter ship, our Twitter fellowship. who keep on sending after hot takes, as well. We have uh, one from FW at FWMH, A hey, M O H. Actually, I don't have to talk this time. FWM. <laughs> Ohas. Oh, let's say, talk let's say you know yourself. <laughs> FW, FW Mohas, I, f- I think. Uh, he said, uh, actually two takes. Uh, Lewandowski robbed of the Ballon d'Or this year. Discuss. It's not really a take, but okay. Uh, referee or technology? VAR is destroying the thrill of the game. Is that a hot take?
2: The Lewandowski one? Levanoski, one million. I mean, like, in the in the first place, I don't understand the rationale for cancelling the Ballon d'Or. They said it is a legend. It is a legend. And I'm not sure
1: everybody could no, reason, no, say everybody go fuck up this year.
2: No, Say no. The reason or, didn't make no. any sense to me. They said not enough football has been played to give a winner. Well, do do are you are completing the season football? now. So what's what is what is the, the reason? Like I don't, I, I really don't understand that that reason. But in no. any case. Friends. Even if the Ballon d'Or has been cancelled, the FIFA Awards will still go ahead. So I'm sure he should probably win that one. But
0: the French Football Federation wanted an Mbappe agenda. I, I, they I, believe I also believe so. They that. wanted an Mbappe agenda, but have, their league ended way faster so, than everybody because they didn't believe other leagues yeah, will come back.
2: We didn't pass them back. And <laughs> they realized
0: that, yeah, na- <laughs> Nami fuck up. So as everybody come, that's not a fair playing ground for them. Was everybody will show their work and pick and pick up and go like, mm. like? But it, it has been rough. Which is really do you true? think it's
1: too late for them to sort of renege that decision Oh, it right very, very stupid. They do.
0: Yeah, nobody will they trust do. them again. So let's believe in FIFA. But with this VAR thing, I think we've it. Right now, we're all kind of used to it now.
1: I think it's added a certain dimension, especially on a on, on a night like this where. Uh, I think the second, the second Lyon yeah. goal yeah, the was sort of contested. Goal. I mean, France will be on their feet because you want you want to add that level of uh, suspense to a big game like that, where it's like you know the team is pressing a, a team which you didn't expect to win. Have actually gone ahead and gone and scored the goal, and you know sort of get the moment or steal the momentum because City were attacking and pressing forward yeah. at a time like that. Um, yeah VAR has its problems definitely but it's definitely added a different dimension but, to the game which I think France will come still, to appreciate
0: but Still, regardless of all the mistakes VAR made it's still proving to be better than man, man, man decision I still trust VAR more than his referees trust me right now because when you complain and they show you the lines and everything your complaint doesn't go anywhere it doesn't go further because they decided that this is a, you're it you're seeing it unlike back then when all the decision lies with the referee and the and all of that I and mean, really really as anything like it's, it's much more kind of accurate than the referee decisions so like but what the
2: guy was saying it was actually more about the thrill of the game and i feel like yeah in, in in the long term i feel like even players after the score, they might not even celebrate because you are not coming to wait for the vr to decide whether your goal is a goal stands because it must be very frustrating what, what are, for them if after every goal you now have to wait and check and let them see whether it's, it's a the goal stand because you feel very stupid after a while that i'm celebrating look at the the game yeah, but Um there was this game in syria where they, de- yeah, they disallowed four goals yeah, they disallowed one team scored four times and they disallowed all the four yeah
0: it was it was napoli against, was it napoli against yeah it was something? i know napoli was oh i've forgotten yeah, it was Napoli. Oh, but I, t- I forgot to mention. Or the, dis- the, dis- the dis- Ol- goals. Oh, goals. Juve. They disallowed
2: four goals. Four goals by the same O'Latio. team.
0: Olasio.
2: Olasio. It was. It was It was a team. It was. not It
0: wasn't was, 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 was Atlanta, It wasn't was Lazio. It wasn't. I've I forgotten. But yeah, I feel like it's it's in terms
2: of destroying the throw of the game. Yeah, I feel. I see where he's coming from because it gets frustrating after Every goal you score, then you have to wait and check and
0: see. It, it takes the passion out of yeah, it if
2: you notice even a, a number of coaches have stopped celebrating after goals because it's like you have to wait and just keep your head level and see what, what happens
0: yeah it was against us yeah. Yeah, right. right all
1: right we have our uh, second for take and Ed- now let's I, I love everyone sort of sending in these sort of uh, points and discussion I want to but the whole purpose of hot takes is to like say something outright and let us know that this way yeah, something controversial, like so discuss- this. Yeah, yeah, with but not something we, something like we, we like, <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so discuss. <laughs> make we discuss because
0: honestly, ah, <laughs> uh, we like like you just <laughs> somebody, should, somebody should have said messages, messages for Then fire, like we move because we have agendas to prove. I have agendas to prove that.
1: Because I have fire oh. set up for you today, but I see that I see the, like the, the, the,
2: the, the they no to...
1: Nah, ah. so so I, I put it to our listenership and our viewership that listen. Um, in as much as we would want to take on your uh, thoughts for discussions and whatnot. We need hot things because Kalito's went. Since Honestly, boys, we they take the thing's coming again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I caught trash once, no? you know. Kali- you people tell Kalito's that. I say this one
0: be trash. <laughs>
1: oh, it, it, it ain't, shit, bro. It <laughs> ain't, shit, bro. Honestly, but yeah, uh, we have another one from Van Gelder who is a lot. Where he did Czech Czech Republic, Simon. our number one yeah, fan in Czech, Czech, Czech Republic. Czech Republic. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, uh, he said, um, is this the end of the Simeon and Atletico cycle? Referencing Atletico's loss to RB Leipzig, And if yes, where could he end up next hypothetically? Welcome already. Either go analyze this for we JJ.
0: I was actually waiting for him. Is he still
1: on? I doubt it. He was on. Me, let me just
2: say this. Simeone is an idiot. He's a very big idiot. In this modern day, why are you going to play a game? And it's Such an important match. This time, the Champions League is not even too, like this round is is a one-legged thing. Why do you go into a one-legged tie without your best forwards on the pitch? Already, you are missing Korea to
1: COVID. Bro, bro, this job, Felix agenda where no, you can't no, push no. The... this one. It be, Felix, oh. it
2: be Felix matter.
3: <laughs> even though Felix, Felix it and it it changed the agenda
2: game completely, but by then it was too late. But, but, but Felix aside. Their best three forwards this season have been Felix, Murata, and Correa. You are missing Correa already through COVID. Then you put Felix and Murata on the bench, expecting that when Leipzig are
1: tired, when Leipzig are tired,
2: Chris, and- <laughs> no, I- I- you your
3: tactics. When,
2: when, when, <laughs> when, when they're tired, ah, they really
3: want
0: to come and run them and, and he was playing a striker, striker. Ah, Yeah, like Simeon, ah. like Simeon was, Simeon was just silly with, ah, come on, like, I was I was surprised when I saw the starting, I was like, ah, no Felix. Like, really? No Morata, no, like, I, I, he missing, like, he was missing, But he was missing Pate as well.
2: Yeah, Partey, I hear Pate was suffering with some injuries ahead of the game, so he didn't want yeah, to miss him. Yeah, he was,
0: miss, he yeah, was yeah, missing yeah. Pate.
2: But it didn't make and I was very disappointed because even though Simeone he's an anti-football person, he knows how to navigate the Champions League. And he had that yes. record that he hadn't been knocked out by a team that didn't have Ronaldo. But any so other So I team, honestly thought let's go get into the final this time. Because I don't know, I just feels like uh, this time your I mean, slip it feels like this time his obstacle is in there. <laughs> so he, he has a free shot at the final. And he just went and blew it. I'm I'm very disappointed. And Charlie, the guy, there... I think he's done all he can do at Atletico. He should move on because Atletico have the players to play more expansively. And at this point, he's holding them back.
1: He's just holding them back. So hypothetically, where could he go to?
2: He he should get another big team. Me, I think Italy. Italy would suit his his both his style of play and his mentality. Because you know he has the Sort of young Mourinho mentality, he needs warriors, he doesn't need just footballers, he needs warriors. And it's Italy where you find you still find.
1: I, I, I think if, yeah, I think Italy as well. And if, if AC Milan wasn't Milan, playing yeah. so good, AC Milan right now, is
2: a team that I also had in mind. It's because,
1: yeah, I, I think he could he would be lovely there because Zlatan has sort of reignited something in that team. You have Kessel playing yeah. ball. You have. You, you. Calanoglu two sort of taken this game. See, yeah, my, the latter part.
0: Senior be the coach of Alec, uh, but you can see that gradually his stamp on the team is is is, is, is fading out. Yes. Because right now, like, when you look at his transfer strategy for a couple of teams not couple of things, he has bought ball yeah. like, who yes. he wants them to play like. He wants them to play like dog. They don't have that dog is in he? him they depth. can no longer oh, like play. they don't no, they don't See, they don't because these people are ballers you got ballers and you want them to play like the time you had uh, uh, this guy that has gone to uh, uh, inter milan what's the defender godin the uh, captain that left mm-hmm. godin you wanted to play like godin and like you have Saul Saul right now you've started the guy I in mean, yeah he's exactly,
2: like, the
0: attacking part of his yeah. game you have technically good players and you just want them to be tracking people down and chasing them around uh, like, you see, come they, on, can't, Simeon, they can't, like, he
2: can't hide behind the underdogs' tag for so long because no, initially no, they no, had, no. they didn't have that much of a good team, but now they've been spending big, they've been spending quite as big.
0: Uh, you are buying player 120 million, apart from they signed, from, uh, uh, they
2: signed uh, Felix for 120, they signed Lima for 70 million, they signed Morata who has no goal and assists. No and that one is not just down to him, it's down to Simeone. Simeone's, oh,
0: that's true. The, the style of play. It doesn't ah, right. help
2: attacking
3: players at all. It's down to it's him. Lassar,
0: it's true. It's, it's, it's down to him
3: but there. Lingard there is down to him. Lemar there is not down to. Him. You
0: oh, but Bar Kawawa. Yes, leman has he. Pre- yeah, leman has he performed this season and no? My is but, down to wait more for me Wait more
3: for me uh, how bad is that you play for Atletico Madrid? It's not like you play for uh, 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 what was it? You play for one of those teams, Leganes or something. At Atletico Madrid, you need to score. Don't tell me that's bad. You, The coach hasn't done anything. It's you. It is, it is
1: Well, now the beautiful discussion. a beautiful discussion.
0: But <laughs> uh, before you say, can we please talk about Messi and Barcelona?
1: Hmm. So this is your hot take. Let's 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 get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into hey, it. So I'm
0: presenting a hot take. Th- <laughs> yeah. The hot take, the hot take is that when it comes to the knockout stages of football matches, Messi has proven to be a fraud <laughs> for the past couple of years. Cause listen to this stat: versus highest goal scorers in knockout stages is actually Suarez and Neymar, who left the team like three huh? seasons or four seasons ago. Huh? Yes. That's the last
1: time that they won the Champions League.
0: Yes, the highest goal scorers in the knockout stages is Suarez and Neymar. As in since twenty fifteen, since twenty fifteen, since twenty thirteen, hey. yeah. since twenty thirteen, no player has scored more goals for FC Barcelona than Suarez in the UEFA uh, uh, Champions League beyond round of sixteen. The second top scorer is Neymar, who led the club in twenty seventeen. Hey, some days I. Are... Messi, yeah. Messi scores most of the goals in the group stages and when it comes to the time they leave him against Roma, against Liverpool, score one. Score one goal against Liverpool. Score one goal against Liverpool, then you resolve him. You go 2-0, 1-0 nil, nil behind. There are is, there is so many agendas today that you see him walking. Like you see your captain walking, not tracking back. I don't know. See, it will never happen for a Ronaldo team. Ronaldo, you can score him four, he still come out fighting. Try to get his own personal accolade. Try to get a goal to build his own. This one, unlike Messi, how can you Eight goals, eleven versus eleven. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Yeah. All,
2: all I'll say is
3: that. Yeah, that's, that's for
0: the, for the all, all I'll
2: say is that a <laughs> Ronaldo team is not getting beaten eight two in the Champions League. No, no way. No
0: way. way.
1: He he
2: will go knock you eight two though. Like, see,
0: come on, like with with all Messi's greatness, he's a poor leader. Like. Can you know inspire your team? That's why I was always saying that the importance of uh, um, Iniesta and Xavi in that team, uh, people really didn't respect them that much. Every, people were saying that, when, when you have arguments that people say that Iniesta and Xavi were holding the team and you have the Messi fanboy going like, Messi, they he, he scored the 80 goals, uh, calendar year, they scored 50 goals and all that. But you have some matches that is brilliant will take them out of it. Xavi will control the game. Even when they had Neymar, there was this time that Messi got injured was like 10 matches. Neymar and Suarez took on the mantle. It was like Messi was in there. You understand? They did it. Neymar was also creating and scoring. That's why their last ever Champions League they won was when Neymar was there. That comeback against uh, 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 PSG. PSG was Neymar and the referee.
1: <laughs> you understand? Sergio Roberto, yeah. please. Sergio Roberto but, to you. Forgive but, um,
3: um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I blame Messi. I, I think I, I blame Barcelona. and. I'm blaming Barcelona in the sense that the over-reliance on Messi is a problem. The thing is, if you have a player, any, any player that you have, you should know the player's quality and know how much the player can take for how many seasons. And I think that Messi has single-handedly carried this Barcelona team ever since the and Xavi left. He's been the, the only guy who has sort of carried the team from all of, all of those. Because the thing is, if you take Messi out of this Barcelona team, it is a pretty eminent Yeah, they are
0: Espanol. Espanol. That's, 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 just,
3: uh, yeah, that's just what it is. So, I think that, you know, having Messi in there has helped them. The only thing is that,
0: you know,
3: Messi feels... The thing is, after even after the La Liga, after they lost those La Liga games, you he had, heard Messi speak. He's clearly frustrated about about how and why the team has, has relied on him to do everything and, and consistently keep scoring. Ah, uh, but, but, but the and agenda moving. is Messi can do it. One year. I mean, the guy can do. It. he not ah, Go- do the the Take so, it like it. that. He just, he just can't do everything. On his own. And I'm, and I'm sure that as, as at this point, he has started feeling it, and, and he's, he's, just not with it because even the, even the pictures that came out yesterday. Look at him. Look at him in the dressing room. There's nothing to say when your team is four-one down at halftime. What, what, what do no same pictures have been coming out
0: from Argentina and everywhere. When is when is not oh when is not going on well like come on you can't just go and sit in the dressing room and captain like that even if they are scoring you inspire confidence and everything we'll
1: we'll see we'll see how we'll see how he's able to move forward in seasons to come and that brings us to the end of this episode thank you I want to give a special shout out to Kodat for recommending the parallel discussion. Uh, also, shout-out sh- shout to the uh, producers in the background, Cyril, Donald. You guys are, like, top, 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 guys. Uh, if you haven't already, please uh, follow, like, share, subscribe, or wherever you get your podcast, be it Apple, Spotify, Deezer. Also, do want to follow and interact with us on our Twitter page as well, at ATW Podcast GCR. And then, chally boys and girls, send us hot takes on... Uh, so, to, so we have it on future episodes. No, you're forgetting one last thing, huh? Today the
0: star, the star boy represented. Can't you see it has been a good, a good session. <laughs> star, star boy, <laughs> star boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we will record this time, no. So you there ne- <laughs> next week, next two weeks there. We will ca- we will can't get you. We will can't get you.
0: Did, but yeah.
1: Shout out to Corey who was able to make it. Charlie marriage life is Oh, my boy, Mr. going to going to
0: put you ready, the yeah. ready, to go, ready to go. <laughs> outdoor if
3: you go out, if you go out how <laughs> <laughs> <and, laughs> <and, laughs> you? want me, you want nice. me to walk it
0: for you, or you do it yourself? Honey, how was your day?
1: Uh, call, 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 Bye, All right, boys. Uh, I'm gonna see you on the next one, but yeah, ATW dominates the conversation.
0: This has been a Gold Coast Reports production. <laughs>